listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is my buddy, John. Howdy. And we would like to welcome you to Earth Oddity Podcast, the best podcast you've never heard of. The Bad Boys of Southern Evangelical Podcasting, all that other stuff. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. What's up? What's up? I am here and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I just hiked about 17 miles in sub-freezing temperature. Spent the night in sub-freezing temperature. So, uh, which is probably not a big deal for it to be 26 if you're from up north and you do outdoorsy stuff. But yeah. in Alabama, that's cold. It's really cold down yeah. here. Yeah, We're not used really to that cold. kind of thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, by the second night, I was acclimated to it, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that bad. But the first morning getting out of the sleeping bag was a tough <laughs> one for me. Just all the people up north laughing at us because we can't deal with the with the cold, cold weather. Yeah, you should acknowledge that we handle winning championships very well, right. and we don't yes. burn down cities. No, no. Now we will have a super spreader <laughs> event on the strip on University <laughs> yeah. Boulevard. Well, we got we got really raked over the coals for that. And people were going nuts on Facebook about it. Well, you know why? Because (laughs) because we won. Right, yeah. (laughs) But to me, I was like, man, if if any of y'all would honestly look at me and say you were a college student in Alabama that you would not be down on the strip partying (laughs) with everybody else after a national championship, then I I think you're a liar. Or a a huge nerd. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only two options there are. You're either lying or you're a huge nerd. I would have been right in the middle of it, climbing (laughs) crepe myrtles and you know pouring beer down my face. I mean, that's what you do. That's what you live for when you're in college. So. I mean, very few people get to go to a college that wins a national championship while they're in college. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't win one while I was in college at Alabama. Won one SEC championship. <laughs> I was say, yeah, we didn't do a whole lot of yeah. winning back won, then. Won the SEC championship in what was that ninety eight? I think so. That was Maybe? that when uh or ninety six. No, I think Tennessee won it in ninety eight. Sean Alexander. Yeah, yeah, with Sean Alexander. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, we opened up with uh, UCLA, and we went out there, ranked third in the country, and they just dog-whipped us. I mean, (laughs) just mud-holed us. We returned, like, the opening punt we got from, like, we forced a three and out, and they punted it. Freddie Billings returned it for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. I was in an apartment off of 12th Street on Tuscaloosa, (laughs) in Tuscaloosa, just going nuts. I was like, we're gonna we're gonna win the natty this year. It's gonna be great. And Deshaun Foster proceeded to run all over us for the next four quarters. There was nothing we yeah. could do. Good and times. We went three and eight that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beat Ole Miss and like a couple other scrubs. Like we may have lost a La Tech that year. Anyways, that's enough. Things are better now. <laughs> Things are way better now. <laughs> and you can't tell me, I, <laughs> pandemic or not, if yeah. you would not, if you were in college and you wouldn't go down there, you're a huge nerd. Mm-hmm. And that's all, you know, that's fine <laughs> if you are a huge nerd. But for those of us who aren't huge nerds, get off our back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, let us have some fun. <laughs> and we'll take the risk of getting COVID and spreading it all across our state. Then they hit you with, well, they're going to take it and give it to somebody they work with, and they're going to bring it there, and then next thing you know, I got it. That's how they get right. you. You can't win the the <laughs> argument with the COVID people. There's no winning it. And as you and I as COVID survivors. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're Because we got the eye of the tiger. That's right. We, we're COVID survivors. <laughs> you know, Just I, FYI, 
My wife still blames me for that. Somehow oh, that was my fault. It was your fault? <laughs> yes. No, it was me. You wore a mask that day, <laughs> and that was her. In her brain, she was like, John knew it. He knew he had COVID, <laughs> and he recorded with Tiny anyway. And Tiny went and, and, and didn't it. do it over the internet. I he went and actually met with John. I so. used the mask thing because you, I mean, you enlightened me with you don't have to sing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And that morning, I was not in the mood to sing a you bunch of... To, you need to type out a defense letter, like defending your actions. It's uh, hilarious. But yeah. So as COVID survivors, we don't, we don't want anybody to get COVID. Yeah. You know. And, and there's a lot of people who had it way worse than us who, who didn't make it out the other side. I don't want to make light of that. No, no, not at all. But college kids in general, generally speaking, <laughs> yes. I'm not a doctor or medical professional, public health person or anything mm-hmm. generally i think the numbers are pretty good for them if they get it and so they'll probably be all right well but, john i've got a second cousin who was a college no, there's always right one of them. that's the problem with like <laughs> you just gotta yeah. just shut up and take it from them. well moving on to odd news <laughs> let me say this first if you're listening to this late i apologize we're yeah. recording late we're reco- that's my fault that's on me <laughs> in addition to that I've got a lot going on right now. I'm yeah. going to try to rush this out as quick as I can. But it may be no edits. Yeah, just know that next week's not looking so good either. <laughs> just putting that out there now. Look, but it will it yeah. will come. It will happen. Outside of about 20, 20 of y'all, 25 of y'all or so, y'all ain't paying for nothing. So <laughs> you just get it when you get it, okay? Yeah. You can't complain. You just get it when you get it, okay? <laughs> for those that are actually paying for something, we're sorry. But Tiny's <laughs> buying a new house, and I had to go on this hiking trip with a scout. So mm-hmm. things are just a little weird right now. But we're going to get we're gonna get it all straight. Don't worry. Yes. When Tiny moves in, when he moves on up like the Jeffersons <laughs> to my neighborhood. Into a neighborhood I have no part, <laughs> like I have no business living in. Oh, it's going to be my favorite thing. I've already thought about this. It's going to be calling the HOA on you every time <laughs> I can. This is like some guy reports you all the time. <laughs> you know what? Take it easy because my wife yesterday, she oh, was yeah. all like, you know, my dad, he measured the garage and he's not 100% sure your truck's going to fit uh-huh. in there. And if your truck won't fit in that garage, well, I guess we're going to have to get it painted because your truck, <laughs> she's so pretentious. Like, we're not even rich yet. Have you we're seen? not even in the neighborhood. Have and you she's told like, her to look at my car that I park in the driveway all the time? I'm sure it don't matter. Like, I mean, it was scratched up on the side <laughs> of that lady hit me in the parking lot of the church. I mean, I do have this really terrible dent, like, on the side sure. of her. But, I mean, God, it's just, uh no, I don't. You have to get your truck painted. I'm like, just go out there and spray paint. I just, I, I just want to. You know, grab your shoulders and say, we are not rich. I know we're trying to look rich in front of all your friends, but we're not. <laughs> That's wild. I will say small garages all throughout the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, there are some cars that just, or some houses that have cars just stacked up, you know, like four mm-hmm. deep, which will be one day when everybody's driving because apparently we'll have to buy everybody a car. I don't understand that either. <laughs> What about Ollie? Oh yeah, <laughs> we got a good, we got a ways on him. <laughs> I don't know if he get, he will be able to concentrate long enough to pass a driving test. But <laughs> yeah. say, hey, how about that mom that got you TV? Get her to get you car. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so mean. That is mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. His mom's been doing really good, though. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, making a lot of positive strides. I'm very nice. proud of her. So All right, hopefully, good. uh, you know, she'll she'll keep meeting her goals and her and Ollie will get back together. I mean, that's that's the whole that's our whole goal here. Mm-hmm. She's doing really well. well very, good. very proud of Glad her. Glad to hear that. Where for you to talk bad about her, Tiny. <laughs> now she did lead her kid on to think he got a TV. Makes <laughs> yes. me question her judgment a little bit. I'm just gonna say, look. Last Christmas, not this past one, but one before, when I dropped a lot of hints like Eli might be getting a switch, he got a switch. Yeah, right. <laughs> he didn't yes. open it up and get like a art board. <laughs> I will say <laughs> the the art easel or whatever that <laughs> yeah. the play school art easel that, that was supposed got to be it. a TV. Yeah. Libby loves using it with her baby dolls. <laughs> I, mean, I got home today, hobbled upstairs so I could tell Hudson <laughs> to take a shower yeah. before he fell asleep. And uh, she had all kind of like lessons for all her baby dolls written out on mm-hmm. it. And they were learning ABCs and everything. I was like, <laughs> thank you, Ollie's mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We appreciate it. And sorry that wasn't a TV, Ollie. Yeah. That stinks. <laughs> yeah, that really sucks for you, buddy. Especially when you kept talking about, oh, I know it's a TV. <laughs> your mom at every point said, you know what? It might not be. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not go? <laughs> you know, Ollie, it could be it could be something else that you're really gonna lie. Yes. You know? <laughs> that is as bad. That is every bit as bad as you giving your buddy the fake lottery ticket yes. and letting him think he won the lottery. Yeah. The difference being when it's your buddy, it's your buddy. Yeah, who's a grown like person? Eight-year-old kid <laughs> yes, in foster care. How dare you? <laughs> He's a child with commitment <laughs> issues anyway. I don't feel bad about talking about you about you now. Uh, I, <laughs> she's doing bad. Baby steps. You know, yeah. it's baby steps. I got you. You know, first, yeah. you, you know, you you learn as you go. Yeah. So anyway, odd news. <laughs> Look, well, this is this is started off strong. Yeah. We've talked about corona nerds. <laughs> We've talked about a struggling mother trying to get her child back. National championship. National championship. <laughs> yes. Oh, I feel like we're in for a good one today. Everybody better buckle up. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a good one. We also, our last show, credit to us, I thought was super good. I thought too. it was really good, too. Yeah. I thought the patrons extension was oh, yes. really, really, really good. good, too. So, you know, you may be delayed in getting your content for the while, but we're turning out some gems. <laughs> we right really here. are. I mean, we're we're throwing fireballs. Twenty twenty one, we have hit our stride. That's we right. are professional podcasters we, now. We may you're get welcome back to the glory days of the sixties <laughs> and seventies yes. show era. Um, well, let's see. Let's talk about some stories we got here. I got a. Uh, I got an update on Buffalo Bill, the horned protester guy. We talked about. QAnon shaman. Is that his yeah, name? Yeah, okay. yeah. QAnon <laughs> Shaman. Not to be confused with Shaman of Oz. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. Not to be confused with Shaman of Oz. So I got an update on him, which inauguration's what? Tomorrow? When, yeah. Is it tomorrow or Wednesday? I think it's... I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> I was out in the woods with no cell service. I was like, there could be an armed insurrection happening right now, <laughs> right and now. I have no idea. But... uh Whenever the inauguration happens, all that Q stuff, he better, a lot of people bought into it. He yeah. better come through, or <laughs> there are going to be a lot of disappointed people who's been following the internet conspiracy. For well, I know a while. they put up uh, fences all around the, the Capitol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah, getting right. ready. They're getting ready for, for something. something. Yeah. Right. My guess is there's a whole bunch of disgruntled rednecks. <laughs> yeah. That's just my hunch. Right. But who knows? Maybe. 
people forget, and uh, like seventy year old dude from Alabama got arrested in front, at the Capitol raid with like Molotov cocktails and yeah. AR fifteen and everything. He's about to spend the rest of his life in jail, <laughs> probably you know, because he followed the Q conspiracy. <laughs> you know, yes. like that's you're in too deep when you're making Molotov cocktails. There has to be a moment of self realization. A four chan is a lot of fun. It is, but if four chan has taught you nothing, <laughs> it should be you cannot believe everything it, on four chan. You can't believe anything <laughs> on four. All right. Not that I frequent it. Um, (laughs) So I got that. I got a dude who was doing mushrooms in a wholly different way. (laughs) Good. Yeah. And uh, I got a woman who got in trouble for trying to carjack some nuns. Okay. Yeah. All right. And if I I said that had woman gets in trouble for carjacking nuns, where would you think she's from? Uh, Ireland. Okay. <laughs> Son of a gun, you saw it before that. <laughs> I really didn't. I just know that I was going to go with Florida. I was going to say, there are parts of Ireland. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't like Catholics that much. They've had a little bit of friction over the <laughs> years, bit, I think. A little yes. bit. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I guess. But anyway. I, I think you did pretty good. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure, but I think it, it ain't from around here. It's not. You know? Yeah. It's okay. not Gordo. It's not Gordo. <laughs> I wonder if Gordo has a Catholic church. I mean. Fed had one. Surely there's a diocese that think. encompasses it. I mean, they got dioceses across the whole yeah. world, don't they? I know Fed had a Catholic church. Yeah. I, mean, I went, attended to some services there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I don't have a Florida man, but I've got the next best thing. I've got an Oregon man story. Oh, yeah. Florida of the West. I've got an Idaho internet service provider we're going okay. to discuss. But I wanted to open up with this one. This comes from CBC News. This man owns $321 million in Bitcoin. Okay. But he can't access it because he lost his password. Oh, no. That's me. That would be me. Golly. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, if you were about to lose out on that much money, what would you do? I would probably just be jump like, out the window. <laughs> I don't know. I jump out the window. I don't know yeah. what I would do. I would be really bad. I'd definitely kick some stuff. I tell you what, I wouldn't be living in Bell Mead. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> True. Stefan Thomas has two guesses left before he's locked out of his fortune forever. Oh, Lord. Two guesses. And there's nobody that can help him? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, because I. My portfolio is a little thin, yeah, especially when it comes to cryptocurrencies. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I'm really not sure. But Stefan Thomas is a Bitcoin millionaire, or he would be if only he could remember his password. The San Francisco software developer and CEO was an early adopter of Bitcoin. Back in 2011, he produced an animated video explaining how digital currencies work. For his efforts, a Bitcoin enthusiast awarded him 7,002 Bitcoins. Okay. Which I'm sure at the time was nothing. Yeah. But now that's Yeah, that's a lot. It's three hundred and twenty one million. Yeah. <laughs> Later that year he lost the password to his iron key, the USB hard drive that contained the digital wallet that holds his bitcoins. Since then the currency's value has skyrocketed and Thomas's holdings are worth two hundred and twenty million. Wow. Uh, and that's in US dollars, yeah. three hundred and twenty one million Canadian. The Iron Key gives users 10 password guesses before it encrypts its contents permanently, and Thomas's Bitcoin is lost forever. He has two guesses left, so he's missed it eight times. Wow. <laughs> and then... Uh, I would have blown through my 10, like, immediately, trying all the combos of the passwords <laughs> I've ever used, yes. you know? And then it would be like, well, it's locked forever. I'm going to call and get 10 guesses. And then it just goes on. There's like a a short little. What am I trying to say? There's a interview with yeah. the guy. I wouldn't. I would uh, encourage anybody to go read it. 
But let me just say here, just briefly, I I hate passwords. Yeah. I Why agree. have we not figured out a better way to do this? Oh, now you're getting into Mark of the Beast territory, Tiny. <laughs> well, okay. I just, you know what? I unlocked my iPhone for two years with my thumbprint, and it worked great. <laughs> oh, you gave and, the government your thumbprint? And now, <laughs> now I'm unlocking it just by looking at it. Just oh, by, they got your face, too. By pulling down my mask and looking at it. Now I can unlock it that way, too. Everybody went nuts with facial recognition stuff like that and uh, like mm-hmm. the app that made you an old person or whatever. They're like, the, the government's stealing our <laughs> I was like, have you guys never heard of driver's license? Like, we go <laughs> yes. like every four years and get our picture made. They got at all if they want it. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a little concerning that, you know, they got, I'm sure, well, if they don't have them now, I'm sure they will in the future have AIs that can look through security cameras sure. and they know every single person in a crowd. Yeah, absolutely. As long as you're not storming the Capitol, it's probably nothing to worry yeah. about. I think China already has that for their, like, social scores they give citizens That's, and stuff. That We haven't even talked about that on this yeah. show, but yeah, there's right. a... They're in China, much like we have a credit score, they have a social score That's where... Right. If you're a good little communist doing as you're told, you have a good score and you can get like better houses and right. better rates on stuff. Sure. But if you're a uh, rabble rouser, <laughs> yes. are you out there littering or partying after a national championship during a pandemic? Or posting memes that Facebook does not find funny. <laughs> That's right. Then you get a bad social score. Sure. And it's going to make, you know, getting your apartment that you need, like, really difficult and stuff well, like that. I'm, I'm kind of fired up about Biden getting that started up. Because there's a <laughs> lot of people that just, like, throw a McDonald's bag out the window or whatever yeah. that I want I want them exterminated. <laughs> like, I, let's get rid of those people. They need to be shipped off. They don't push their carts back uh-huh. after they're at the grocery store, their buggies back to the buggy corral thing. Just put them in the gulag. Put them in the gulag. That's why I'm not, they don't want me to be a dictator, you know? Because <laughs> you would be a dick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would be. I would not settle for any of that crap. <laughs> oh, selfishness is all it is. Right. That's what bothers me the most about people who litter or don't return their cars. You're just selfish. You're not thinking about everybody else in the entire world. You're just selfish. And <laughs> you should be dealt with accordingly, tarred and feathered, and possibly drugged behind a horse. I still think we need a better way to do passwords, though. Yes. Because passwords agree. are terrible. Well, I would think if it was this guy, I would go, all right, hackers of the world. <laughs> yes. I've got $200 million here. I'll give you $10 million if you get me in my wallet here. Right. And here's what I've tried. Here's what I think it might be. See what you can do with it. You <laughs> right. Know? Don't you think somebody, there's some nerd out there that can figure out how to do it? I mean, yes. Surely there is someone out there, but... From what I've been told, that's like really difficult, you know. Well, what happens is when you say I'll give ten million dollars, you get a call from the NSA. Some dude <laughs> working there is like, "Hey, man, this is Bob working the NSA. I got your password here. Give me a day to figure out what filing cabinet I got it in. You know, <laughs> I'll be over. I'll be back in touch. You know, yeah. that's a lot of money for somebody not to be able to do it. You know, like we talked about briefly last week, I'm selling my house yes. and also buying a house. Yes. And I have done a lot of e-signatures. Oh, yeah. Because of COVID. Like oh, a, they made them do us when they didn't have COVID. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, I can't like meet up and sign papers. Yeah. Our real estate agent actually has COVID right now. So uh-huh. prayers for Carol. Oh, prayers for Carol. <laughs> but. Send them up for Carol. <laughs> she, uh. She sent me some kind of... I'm laughing at that. (laughs) Prayer's a good thing. Why am I tickled about praying for Carol? I'm putting her on the list. I'll pray for her tonight. I'm going to send out a flock note about it. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. She sent me a document, and it was like, okay, you need to create a password 
Uh-huh. And this is like the 10th password I've had to create, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, Gah! and then, and it was on Tara's iPhone, not mine, because they had her email address, not sure. mine at the time. Smart. And so, <laughs> and, and Apple's, Apple was like, hey, you want to use a strong password that nobody will ever know? And anytime yeah. you need to sign your document or whatever, well, like this phone will remember it. And I'm like, you know what? I've, I've had it. Sure. Let's try that. Yeah. And I did that. And then immediately, next step, I had to use it, and I clicked on it, and Apple's once again like, hey, would you like to use the super strong <laughs> password? I'm like, no, I want to use the same one that you picked <laughs> for me last step. <laughs> Y'all are about to lock me out. That's what happened. Oh, I had man. to I had to contact my realty office and be like, you're going to have to send me another one of those I've set it up. forms because... Because Apple won't won't remember the password that they said they would never forget. They can't remember it either. The bank's about to give me a large sum of money. <laughs> Loan me a large sum of money. But I can't get this form to work right. <laughs> I'm sure that makes them feel more confident about, about forking over a bunch of money to me. But, uh, but, yeah, I need you to send it to me again. Yeah, we did all that. I think our realtor was really young, you know, mm-hmm. and really all we needed a realtor for was to help us, to give us the code to get into the house and let us look. You know, Deidre already was finding houses and mm-hmm. stuff. So she was big on let me just shoot this form over to you or this contract over to you and all that. So I got I got well-versed in e-signing stuff, but I don't remember having to make a password for anything. So. No, I had to make Two or three in one day. I've used the same combination of password Mm -hmm. on just about everything I have. Well, that's what I was so upset about because I was running out of passwords (laughs) that I normally use, you know? And then I'll get them mixed up, like which one goes to which. Like, oh, this one gets me into the thing to check credit at work. Mm -hmm. Or this one gets me in the thing to repair credit at work or whatever. And I'll get them all mixed up, lock myself out, and I have to like call and be like, "Hey, can y'all let me back in?" You know, I'm a grown man. I just typed in the wrong password seven different times, and now it's locked up. So yeah, that happens. But at least you will be moving into the neighborhood soon. It's gonna if be everything wild. Goes right if you get that truck fixed. <laughs> you better get that truck fixed. All right, let's talk about. So far, the star of 2021. <laughs> yes. The horned DC protester makes his first court appearance and he refuses to eat in detention. The man in the horned headdress during the riot at the U.S. Capitol has made his initial appearance in a Phoenix federal courtroom. Jacob Chansley, also known as Jake and Jilly, or the QAnon shaman, <laughs> appeared. Telephonically, I didn't even know that was a word, as he is being held in a quarantine section of the detention facility. Chansley, who is from Phoenix, uh, turned himself over to the FBI office after returning from Washington, D.C. Saturday morning. He is accused of knowingly entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds without lawful authority and violent entry and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. Both Charges, that sounded like a lot of charges, but it says both charges are federal hmm. misdemeanors. Oh, just a misdemeanor? I think, what, I mean, why is he even in jail for a misdemeanor? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because we got to make a statement. We I don't want this to so. happen again this week. <laughs> the 33 year old QAnon conspiracy theorist who uh, was a frequent participant in pro Trump rallies in Phoenix in recent months. 
He often appeared in a costume of horns, fur, headdress, and tan pants with no shirt. We all know what he looks like. <laughs> uh, he politely addressed the judge, but did not make any statements regarding the charges against him. He said he may be able to contact a friend who could provide a private attorney for him. I'm not really all that worried about it because, in all honesty, I didn't break any laws. I walked through open doors, he said. Hmm. So, the public defender told Judge Deborah Fine in uh, in court that Chansley was on an extremely restrictive diet, perhaps for religious reasons. Whatever religion the <laughs> Q shaman has. Yes. Um, and had not eaten since he was taken into custody. Judge Fine responded that the information was deeply concerning and ordered Chansley's public defender to work with the U.S. Marshal's office on his dietary concerns. How about you storm the Capitol, but you just can't eat normal, regular food? Right. Uh, and it says, we will abide by the judge's orders, David Gonzalez uh, from the U.S. Marshal's office said. so. What if what if he uses that to like give him some ayahuasca or something <laughs> like that? So his mama, Martha, this is mama of <laughs> Martha. The- Martha Shaman, Shaman <laughs> was in the courtroom Monday, and afterwards she explained his diet. He gets very sick if he doesn't eat organic food. Literally will get physically sick, she said. Hmm. Imagine, I mean, how could you parade around and act like you're the super tough guy, and then like uh, some non-organic food will put you down? You well, processed food, that's like his kryptonite, John. <laughs> so every superhero has <laughs> yes. a weak spot. There you go. Is his processed food. <laughs> Well, same his, thing, same thing with the uh, oh, who's that fitness guru? Oh, this was going to be a, this was going to be a great joke, Dad. Gummy. Body by Jake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet sure. you had thought about him in a while. Uh, <laughs> same thing for Richard Simmons. Yeah, Richard Simmons. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? I don't know. He's like in high. <laughs> Is he alive? I, I don't. He may have died. I don't know. Somebody let us know if Richard Simmons went on in. <laughs> you know, like we need to know. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, his mama referred to her son as a patriot and the gentlest person she knows. Of hmm. course. I hope my mom would speak highly of me if I was in jail, but I kind of think she would. She'd probably be like, he's an idiot. <laughs> he's up in there with his shirt off and some <laughs> buffalo horns on. So I got deserves to be in jail. Yeah. But anyways, so super uh, this insurgent here has to have his organic food or he gets sick. <laughs> think about that. What's he going to do when everything falls apart? I oh, guess he's like, well, I'll grow my own food. I was about to say, he's going to yeah. grow his own food. Yeah. That's how. Till somebody with more guns takes all of his food. <laughs> right. yeah. More guns than QAnon shaman. Sure. <laughs> oh, there are rednecks that uh, don't even know what QAnon are that have bigger arsenals than him. <laughs> right. Maybe. Let's see. Next story here. How do you feel about censorship? I know in general. I'm anti-censorship. Yeah, anti-censorship. Yes, right. But- does, I mean, like, what about Donald Trump getting kicked off of? I don't think it should have happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know, he got kicked off Spotify. <laughs> For real? Yes. What is it? What did he have on Spotify? <laughs> I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just think of him going to the gym and he can't listen to can't Toby listen. Keith. <laughs> He's not working out like he used to because. Was he like putting like fireside chats on Spotify or something? Like no. what content was he creating on Spotify? Well, he got kicked off everything. He can't go on Pinterest anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I bet you that really hurt his feelings. Yeah. Not to mention Earth Oddity's Patreon page. Yeah, that's right. He's been banned from us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just kidding. If you're out there, Donald Trump. Yeah, if you want, if to- you want to donate money, 
Yeah, we we're, love we're you. kidding. Yeah, we we love love you. We're just joking. You haven't met two bigger <laughs> patriots than me and Ty. <laughs> but anyway, uh, how about this? Citing censorship concerns, North Idaho internet provider blocks Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> Boom! Who <laughs> can play at that game? <laughs> I actually kind of like that. That's hilarious. Yeah, right. <laughs> These are like all 20 people in northern Idaho can't, <laughs> yes. can't log into their Facebook These are now. the 20 people who have access to the internet. <laughs> they can't get Facebook or Twitter. Uh, okay. <laughs> the actions of your T1 Wi-Fi, which provides internet services to north Idaho okay. and the Spokane area, could violate Washington State's net neutrality law. Okay. A North Idaho provider, your T1 Wi-Fi, confirmed that it is blocking Facebook and Twitter from its Wi-Fi services for some customers due to censorship claims. The move comes after Twitter and Facebook banned President Trump from their platforms due to incitement of violence and undermining the transition of power to President-elect Joe Biden. The social media sites banned the president due to violations of their terms of service because Twitter and Facebook are private companies, and, you know, I, I get it. Their bans on the president do not violate the First Amendment, which protects speech from being limited by the government. Yes. Right. Now, Twitter and Facebook can limit speech. Yeah. But the government, the government can. can't. Yeah. Yes. Your yeah. T- <laughs> by the way. Yeah. I just want to throw that in there. They can't yet. Yes. Your T1 Wi-Fi's actions, however, could violate Washington State's net neutrality law. Your T1 Wi-Fi said that it decided to block Twitter and Facebook after the company received several calls from customers about both websites. Uh, <laughs> they're mad, so they call their <laughs> I mean, imagine me calling AT&T and being like, you need to take Facebook and Twitter off my internet. Right, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> yes. Like you're canceling yes. Showtime or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, It has come to our attention that Twitter and Facebook are engaged in censorship of our customers and information. An email to customers reads, The service provider said the change would go into effect Wednesday, January 13th, which was, you know, this past week. last week. In an email posted to Twitter by a customer, Krista Yip, the company says it was fielding calls from customers asking that the service not display the sites on the internet and that they didn't want their children to be able to access them. Okay. You know, I, I, I that's not that bad of an idea. Say, I get on board with that. Yeah, right. But I don't know about blocking him off the internet. That's really more of a parent's that's more job. Of a, yeah, it's more yeah. of a parent's job. Our company does not believe a website or social networking site has the authority to censor what you see and post and hide information from you, stop you from seeing what your friends and family are posting, the email reads. <laughs> This is with the amount of concerns we have made this decision to block these two websites from being accessed from our network. The company did not specify what complaints customers had made. Yep said that she found the company's email to customers alarming. I was pretty shocked that they were just coming out and saying that uh, if it's not illegal, it's highly unethical. Yeah. Initially, the company said too many customers had requested the sites be blocked. So it would block them for all customers except for those who called the company and requested access. So if you want your Facebook, you got to call them up and say, don't block it from me. Yeah. However, the company backtracked on Monday and said that those who didn't request the sites be blocked would still have access. Just because you don't like what Twitter and Facebook have done, then you decide to block it for everyone else. So in your opposition to censorship, you are going with censorship. That's right. (laughs) That's a good point. That's an excellent point. (laughs) 
She said that she plans to cancel her service regardless of the company's backtracking. The original email was pretty alarming, and I don't trust them anymore. Uh, yet forwarded additional emails to the company. Uh, this has now just turned into uh, <laughs> this internet service provider is bad. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. Like, I get... Let me take a step back. Now, nationally, didn't Trump undo net neutrality yes, as, as far right. as like a national policy? Apparently, Washington yeah. State still has a state law right. about it. I know a lot of people, I don't, first of all, let me say, I don't really know what net neutrality is. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. But I know back when that was a hot topic, mm-hmm. you know, a couple years ago, everyone acted like if it was repealed, then our lives would be over. On right. The, you know. And somehow mine has been largely unchanged. Well, it's coming, John. Okay. All right. I just got to get ready. The way I understand it. Okay. Now, this is Tiny's opinion. I need someone to tell me what to think. The person you really want to talk to is Wilts okay. in the Facebook group because he knows all about He knows about all tech. about he knows I'm all sure about he does. Tech. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's like a tech guy. Yeah. But uh, the way I understand it, net neutrality meant that if you go buy your internet, they have to supply you internet like a company would supply you water or yeah, power or whatever. Right. Like, i.e., you pay for your speed, and then whatever you do on the internet, that's up to you. Yeah. If you want to download, you know, if you want to stream Netflix and, you know, whatever, right. and like use up all this bandwidth, they can't like penalize you because you're paying for your internet. Yeah, right. And when they repealed that on a nationwide level, the uh, the concern was now companies are going to say, "Hey, you want really you want a really fast Netflix connection? Well, then you got to pay extra." Okay, you see what I'm saying, right? But and let me just be the devil's advocate mm-hmm. here. Wouldn't another company come up and go, "I can give you Netflix at a lower price at the price you were always paying"? Potentially, yeah, right. And then create a market mm-hmm. of competition to where maybe possibly our internet prices went down. Potentially. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like if you don't like uh, Twitter's, you know, censorship and them taking, banning people and yeah. taking down tweets, well, then you can go to parlor. To parlor. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> that's, that's the concern. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it, to be honest I, with I you. I, I, I generally think that net neutrality is a good idea. But as you were saying, I mean, I'm not smart enough to figure it all That's out and know saying. exactly the right thing to do. Like everybody that was arguing about it, I was just like, this is nerd talk yeah. and somebody will tell me <laughs> what to believe sooner or later. Yeah. yeah. And, then I, and then the other side of me is like, well, I'm rich anyway. So if it, if my prices get jacked mm-hmm. up, I'll be able to absorb that cost. All the poors out there <laughs> won't be able to be on Netflix with me, you know? <laughs> Uh, I was fine with it. <laughs> you you got to start adopting this attitude if you're going to be in the neighborhood, Tiny. I'm going to be asking you for your Wi-Fi password <laughs> so I can watch Netflix on your lawn. <laughs> Look, we got so much stuff that's hooked to the internet in my house. I don't I don't know how we're not all going to get cancer or radiation or something. Well, we got smart TVs and switches and phones and iPads and Kindle fires and it's all on the internet all the time. You know, I tell you what, if they do that, you're going to see me. Kicked back in the in the bed of my truck on my laptop. What are you doing out here, Tiny? I'm watching Netflix on your account. I just parked in front of my house. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to something a little more serious, and that is uh, psychedelic mushrooms, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, a man injected himself with, quote-unquote, magic mushrooms 
and the fungi grew in his blood, which put him into organ failure. Oh, man. Now, that's hardcore when you're ejecting yourself with (laughs) mushrooms, you know? Well, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, yeah, going into organ failure, that's a serious problem. Sure. A huge problem. Yeah. But I bet that was one heck of a trip, though. You know it was. (laughs) Especially when it starts growing inside of you. You're just, like, perpetually tripping, I guess. That's what I'm I'm wondering. Um, A man experienced organ failure after turning psychedelic mushrooms into tea that he then injected into his veins. Now, see, this is the problem. All right. (laughs) Drug abusers give drug users a bad name. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. And this is one of these, like... Hey, man, it was just fine as a tea. Drink it, you know, <laughs> right. and wait your 30 minutes or whatever. You don't have to keep upping the ante here and ruining it for everybody saying, else. And then catch your pee 40 minutes from now and drink it again and have an even bigger trip. <laughs> According to a case report out this week, uh, the 30-year-old man's family brought him to a Nebraska emergency room after they noticed he seemed confused. The man has a bipolar disorder, type 1. Mm. I don't know all the types of bipolar, so I don't know if what that really means. Right. Um, the but doctors, he's got some problems. Yeah. The doctors who wrote... Now, psychedelics have shown improvement in a lot of mental... mental uh, uh, not disabilities, uh, mental conditions. Yes. Yeah. It, uh, it, for some people, it has shown people. to be an right. effective treatment. Yeah. For certain mental problems. Sure. Now, I don't know that you need to be self-treating. <laughs> right. <laughs> but maybe this guy thought he was. Uh, the doctors who wrote the case study learned that he hadn't been taking his medications and had been going through a manic and depressive episodes. During recent episodes related to his bipolar dis- disorder, he had reached uh, researched how he could decrease his opioid use at home, his family said. And that's when he read about the potential for psilocybin the drug found in psychedelic mushrooms, a.k.a. magic mushrooms, which are what normal people who don't do mushrooms Mm -hmm. call them. Everybody who does mushrooms just calls them mushrooms. We all know (laughs) what we're talking about. It's not like we're going to buy some portobellos. Hey, man, I ate some mushrooms and went to the widespread panic show. Nobody's (laughs) like, oh, did you get portobellos? We all know what we're talking about. But if you're talking to Tiny, he's probably going to say magic mushrooms. You need the qualifier magic mushroom for (laughs) Tiny to know what we're talking about. Um, but anyway, so he researched about how they help treating symptoms from of depression and anxiety. Uh, indeed, a mounting body of research suggests that they could be used as treatment for people with differing magnitudes uh, and durations of depression who haven't had success with traditional antidepressants. Uh, it goes on to talk about how they did research at Johns Hopkins and New York University showing that... Uh, and multiple small studies of cancer patients who experienced anxiety and dr- depression were helped by being given psilocybin, um, and it reported an improvement of their symptoms. So that's very good. The drug is not to be injected, however, <laughs> which this man learned from a three-week stint in the hospital. So <laughs> it says when people want to trip, pay attention, kids, when people want to trip on psychedelic mushrooms, they consume them as is, or in the form of powder put into a capsule or a tea that is then swallowed. There's also a few other ways that I won't get into, too. You can get chocolates and all, you know, anyways. What about that little uh, Japanese steakhouse uh, soup they bring out? <laughs> can you take it that way? <laughs> I'm sure. I bet you could. Uh, which, that would be an amazing hibachi dinner, you know? <laughs> 
You talk about you start a, with that. You talk about an onion <laughs> volcano that will blow your mind. You know? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> now I kind of want to get some and just try it out. Go down to the Hokkaido and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> see the headlines like local podcasts are arrested shirtless in a. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> that would be the best. I would lose my job. <laughs> we couldn't go to church here anymore. No, yeah, but the, the podcast would take <laughs> that off. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Um. So, anyways, it talks about how he boiled the mu- mushrooms in water, filtered the liquid through a cotton swab, and then injected the substance into his bloodstream. A couple of days later, he started to become overly tired, vomited, developed jaundice, diarrhea, and nausea. Now, I think Pepto takes care of all of that. I don't know if anybody <laughs> tried to hit him with it, but I would have I would have been I would have been hitting up the Pepto. Uh, soon after, his family found him and took him to the hospital. Uh, a blood sample revealed something even more shocking with him, other than those symptoms. The mushrooms, which thrive in dark places, had begun to grow in the man's bloodstream causing the health issues that he had. He needed oh, to be dang. put on a ventilator to breathe and had his blood filter for toxins, the case report said. They kept the man in the hospital for 22 days, gave him some antibiotics and antifungal treatment, which he got some tough acting tenactin, I guess, <laughs> and uh, uh, which he was prescribed and continued taking uh, after he left the hospital. So The doctor was quoted as saying, it's a Mario time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Like I say, people always try to up the ante with drugs. Right. Like, if we could just keep a constant minimal, we could all do drugs and it'd be fine. But mm-hmm. people ruin it for us all, you know? And you probably shouldn't listen to the techno elves when they start <laughs> saying, you know, you could inject that and it hang out with a whole us lot all better. the time. Yeah, a whole lot better <laughs> when the machine elves are telling you to, to inject it into your bloodstream. Yeah. That's, a, that's the thing. Got to be careful. Yeah. Oh. Don't recommend the use of psychedelics for anybody, by the way. Um, Unless maybe you have a, a doctor or a therapist. Yeah, right. Yeah, you like, still need to be going. Going to write you up for yeah. some kind of uh, study or something. Yeah, all, all you kids out there. We're huge, popular kids. <laughs> Don't be going and trying drugs. Gabby girl. Okay? Yeah. No, no. ruin your life. <laughs> very, there are relatively outside of rock and roll and art. There are very few success stories that begin with, man, my life really got on track when I started doing drugs. Right. You know, I had a shot to the top. <laughs> I became so successful. Yes. And all the other ones in rock and roll and art usually end in a somebody dying in a pool of their own vomit. Right. So just got to weigh your options there. Just go watch Charlie Sheen's uh, cameo video <laughs> before you try anything, okay? Charlie Sheen owes the city of Tuscaloosa a celebrity softball game. People have forgotten about that. <laughs> But Charlie Sheen came to Tuscaloosa after the tornado ripped through our town and promised a celebrity softball game to raise money, <laughs> like standing out in front of a torn down McAllister's deli. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, we let him off the hook. I don't know. He did pass out $300 in Kmart flashlights, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie Sheen. True humanitarian. Yeah. yeah. I want a softball in the game. I want, I want to see Kid Rock. In a softball game, you know, yes. like I just imagine the crew Charlie Sheen would bring to him, bring with him to a celebrity softball game. It would be a lot of fun. It would be fun. I don't know if we have enough cocaine in this town to keep him afloat, though. Well, you don't have to stay here. Yeah, that's true. You just gotta play a game. Just come in, play a game, fly back. Yeah, lay over in Miami, restock, head on to wherever you're going. All right. 
This is going to be my last story. And this comes from Insider. Police say Oregon man who stole a car with a child in the backseat came back to lecture mom about Uh, parenting. Good Samaritan. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) The police in Oregon are looking for a man who they say stole a car with a child in the backseat only to return the four-year-old and reprimand the mom about her parenting. Just like to say if this was my four-year-old, he definitely wouldn't have made it down the block (laughs) without doing the same thing. Uh, The theft took place outside a grocery store in Beaverton, Oregon, on Saturday when the mom left the car running with the child in the back seat, local authorities said. I mean, that's not a smart move. I'm on the thief side. (laughs) Right now, I'm kind of leaning with a thief. The mother left the car unlocked and went inside to buy a gallon of milk and some meat. That's the problem with the new cars. Like, you can't leave them running and lock it because it's all one key. Right. You know, back in the day, like my old Malibu, mm-hmm. it had a separate key for the door and then a key for the ignition. So you could leave it running and just lock your doors and do whatever you wanted to. <laughs> it says here, the thief happened to walk by and he hopped in the car. He soon realized the four-year-old was in the back seat and he pulled back into the parking lot, <laughs> returning the child to the mother, but not without scolding her, according to the Beaverton police. He actually lectured the mother for leaving the child in the car and threatened to call the police on her. (laughs) (laughs) He played the reverse card. (laughs) The thief ordered the mom to take the child before driving off in the car. So he still kept the car. He just gave the kid back. gave the kid back. (laughs) I should call the cops on you. Here, take a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, we're thankful that he brought the little one Back and he had the decency to do that, Henderson said. Okay, and so he's he's still on the loose out there. Wow. <laughs> well, that's tough. Next, he's probably going to be breaking a car window to get a, a dog out of a hot car, but <laughs> then taking the stereo taking, with him, when right, he leaves. robbing the car. That's true. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, I guess you could say on one hand he was being a good citizen. But on the other hand, he was being a really bad citizen. <laughs> right. And that happens. Well, let's let's talk about some carjacking just in the same bank. Okay. This is from New Zealand, and we're huge in New Zealand. <laughs> Even in the country of Auckland, New Zealand. <laughs> people forget what I didn't know where that was. I was looking at our download numbers the other day for some and I know this is off the subject, but for some reason we got a lot of downloads in Belgium. Okay. So shout out to our Belgian <laughs> yes. friends. Yes. Love your waffles. Oh, a huge fan. <laughs> One of my, my only my favorite waffle, really. <laughs> right. Um, no parole for a doomed in woman who tried to carjack a nun while high on LSD. So once again, kids. <laughs> Don't be using drugs, okay? Yes. And don't listen to what the techno dwarves tell you to do. <laughs> right. A doomed woman who attempted to carjack a nun while high on LSD has been refused parole again. Mm-mm. Lisa McCormick, who is 24, was sentenced to two years, four months imprisonment uh, in the district court in 2019, and the parole board said psychological counseling was needed before she could be safely released. Panel Covenor Mary Moore said the prisoner had been moved to the self care unit at Christ Church Women's Prison. That's a that's a crazy <laughs> one. That sounds like a, a you know like we going to Christ Church this Sunday, Tiny. Would you like to come? We're gonna have a after you know it's our fifth Sunday night singing or whatever. I was just sitting here thinking, would you judge me if I tried to join? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it, so <laughs> she was moved to the self-care unit back in October, but was shifted back to the minimum security section after getting a new tattoo and becoming aggressive. That's what tattoos do to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tattoos bring out the aggressiveness of everybody. They think they're bikers as soon as they get them. Tiny's got a tattoo. I do. He's and not, I'm super aggressive. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you can't tell it on the he's podcast. Mad. He's mad because he's not getting into heaven. All right? <laughs> <laughs> well, me and all the clean skin people are <laughs> up in heaven looking down on him. <laughs> it's rigged. <laughs> McCormick's aggression was starkly apparent in April 2019 after she consumed alcohol and LSD with friends. She ran into the road where a 74-year-old motorist and his 80-year-old sister, a nun, were waiting at the light at an intersection. McCormick later told police at the time she believed her heart was about to stop and that she (laughs) urgently needed to get to the hospital. We've all been there, okay? (laughs) You just got to remember... You're on drugs. Everything's going to be okay. Um, After wrenching open the driver's door, she demanded access to the vehicle. uh, And when the pair refused to surrender the car, she crawled over the man and kicked at him while squishing the nun in the passenger seat. Poor nun. The driver got... Uh, got out and pulled McCormick out by the ankles. This was like a 74-year-old dude. (laughs) She was restrained on the footpath by members of the public, but wrestled herself free and attempted again to access the vehicle before she was arrested. Here's a picture for her. Check the show notes if you want to see. She she looks like she put up a fight. Yeah, yeah. She she ain't afraid to throw some knuckles. She will not go quietly into the night. So the old man suffered some cuts and bruises, and the nun was left with a cracked rib. Ooh, uh, that's tough. Uh, the parole board noted there was more violence in McCormick's criminal history, as well as theft, noncompliance, and community-based sentences, burglaries, and fraud. Positively, though, the woman had found her niche while behind bars. Hairdressing. She sees that as a future for her, um, Moore said. And a psychological, psycho, oh, come on, John. Psychologists assessed McCormick's risk of re- reoffending as moderate to high and highlighted the fact that she did not have a release proposal. Miss hmm. McCormick understands that if she is, if, if she is partway through her rehabilitation, a board is likely to wish her to complete it. Um, her sentence, sentence expires in December. So, let that be a lesson to you, kids. Don't be drinking and doing LSD because it'll make you try to carjack a nun and her brother. And you'll be cutting hair in prison. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's your future. With a tattoo and you get aggressive. <laughs> a prison tattoo. <laughs> you know all the best tattoos come from prison, right? Right. Well, do you know where the best spice comes from in the whole world? Uh, is it the Elm Bayou in Louisiana? The Elm Bayou in Louisiana. (laughs) (laughs) We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunGirl.com. Cajun Curl. I think I said CajunGirl.com. That's a completely (laughs) other web. Do not visit that website. That's a little side project that me and John are throwing together. (laughs) That's right. It's not ready to launch yet. (laughs) On a side note, we're looking for models. (laughs) All shapes and sizes. All shapes and sizes just have to be comfortable around gators. Uh, Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the Sprite. (laughs) You can order the... (laughs) 
is the greatest ad we've ever done. You can order the spice right there on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the previously aforementioned, which is redundant, I think, Elm Bayou in Evangeline Paris, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, Cajun girls, and anything (laughs) else you could think of putting it on. And trust me, the Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the Bayou Blend Spice, but you will find recipes, and you'll find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. I'm falling apart over here. (laughs) You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own, and if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, March Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace in Northport. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. And use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. And I don't know how that ad read will not just double (laughs) the sales of Cajun Curl right now. I actually had breakfast with Brandon last week. Oh, yeah? And uh, he says says we're selling some spice. Good. Good. That's good to know. (laughs) It is good to know. That's good to know. It's working. (laughs) <laughs> Only took, what, two and a half, three years? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We just coming up on our anniversary because the other day I saw, like, I had a Facebook memory of our first okay. show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We got any reviews? I know we don't on Apple. Nope. I hadn't got, got a new update from Chartable yet. Well, um, if anyone listens to us on the CastBox app, they don't have reviews, but they do have comments. Okay. And there is a Jason Nikki Phillip who left us. Great podcast. Enjoy all these stories like on the story show. LOL. John and the other guy, LOL, are a great team. <laughs> well, that's got to hurt the old ego right there, Tiny. <laughs> Thank it, you. Thank you, Jason. And Jason Dickey. <laughs> it worth listening to because you all tag team the odd stories. Very entertaining. Ten stars. Ten. Laughing face, laughing face, uh, face with shades on. Cool face. <laughs> cool face. Yeah, so thank you, whatever your name was. It was Jason Dickey, so <laughs> it's like a joint was account, it? right? I've already, just... I've already forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll remember it forever. Might get a tattoo of it. I don't know. <laughs> yes. So thank you for the kind words. Thank you so much. Yeah. And look, keep sending reviews to Apple. We'll figure out how to get them up sooner or later. <laughs> yes. Right. Or go leave comments. Hey, you know what? If you can't if you can't post a review on Apple, then just make a Facebook post recommending our show. Oh, that's the and best. Tag, tag us it. in it. Yeah. And we'll go on there and like share it. You sure, know, that's yeah. what we'll do. You can also like uh well, I don't know if you still can. I think Facebook changed how you do, but you used to rate our Facebook page yeah, yeah. or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? Not the group, but the actual 
podcast yeah, page. We got yes. we got a multiple Facebook page. <laughs> I never know which one's straight. I, I was posting that McDonald's story, and I was like, I wonder if I'm putting this in the right group. <laughs> well, we have a discussion group. That's like yeah. where everyone talks and stuff. Right. And then our podcast has a page. Sure. I guess it's like a business page where yeah. we make posts, and people can well they can review us and stuff yeah. on there too. So sure. you can like us on Facebook. We've Yes. I don't know if that's worth anything, but we've had a lot of likes rolling in lately. We have. So thank and you so much. You can annoyingly make your friends join the group somehow. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I think we need to get that fired up again. <laughs> yes. We had like an add-a-thon one we did, day. Yeah. I think I think uh Todd won Razor from the mm-hmm. from the Discord group. He added like a couple hundred people. He's, uh, let's see who can get the most this time again. It makes us look way bigger than we actually <laughs> <That's> are. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> then when somebody does look us up, they're like, oh, dang, there's almost a thousand yeah, people right. in this group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They must yeah. have some good stuff. And then uh, there's still a couple shows around. Nah, not for me. <laughs> well, we have some questions. Oh, yeah. But do you want to do questions first or do you want to do an email? Ooh. From Abby in Alaska that we got this week. Oh, Alaska is appealing. Let's do that one first. <laughs> okay. We got an email this week. You can write us too if you want to. That is earthoddity at planetmail.net. That's right. And she writes, hello, EOP fellas. Yeah. I am a new listener to the pod. Although I find you guys quite strange and confusing, <laughs> I cannot help but to continue listen, listening to the podcast. I work 12 hours a day, and the sound of your guys' goofball accents and laughs helped me get through the day. I lasted about 10 episodes before finally ordering some Cajun Curl seasoning. Amen. I look forward to trying it in more episodes. Keep up the hard work. Abby, thank you so much for writing into the show. Alaska, one of the few places left on Earth that I want to visit. So, Abby, I'll be coming to crash with you sooner or later. All right? Just keep that email handy so I can get in touch with her. Yeah. Uh, Due to our own internal marketing research, we found it takes about 10 10 lessons before you you get stuck. Before you actually (laughs) go from being appalled to being amused in that 10... In the episode span. So if you've made it this far and you still can't stand what you're hearing, you just yeah. nine more episodes. <laughs> That's right. And yeah. you'll be hooked. Just give us a good ten. <laughs> yes. You know, and you'll you'll learn how we are. Well, that was that was pretty amazing. I didn't know we had any <laughs> listeners in Alaska. I'm I'm, I'm serious. I want to go to Alaska so bad. I love it. I mean, I don't know that I would love it because mm-hmm. I'm born and bred in the South where it's 95 degrees all the time, and I'd probably just be up there shivering. But it just looks so beautiful, everything I've ever Well, seen. I tell you what, if you go in the summertime, it probably, yeah. I mean, it's its not going to be freezing. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, I don't know. I want probably, the full Alaska experience. Oh, okay. Though. You want yeah. to wrestle a polar bear? <laughs> I don't even know that. You want to climb, like climb right. into one of those planes yeah. that yeah, run yeah, on lands the on the water. engine? Yeah, that lands on the water? <laughs> yes. Yeah, what do you call it? Hydroplanes? And nearly crash it. Yeah. I Live wanna, in a cabin with uh, only a fireplace. Yeah. I want to build my own cabin. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I really do. I honestly want to do that. Nice. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> I, know, I just went off on my Alaska <laughs> dreams. Yeah. If Deidre leaves me, that's what I'll do. Because she ain't getting a dime of child support out of me. <laughs> Never. All right. You know, I had a friend who lived in Alaska for a little while. Mm-hmm. And he got a job at like a a fishery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, they 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 hatch salmon and yeah, they just release right. them into the river. And the salmon they swim way way down into yeah. warmer waters, and then they swim all the way back. And he says they actually have a conveyor like right there yeah. on the water, 
And the fish just jump up on there. Yeah. And they get stabbed, you know, through the neck. Sure. And go into the processing plant. That's great. I love stab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, that's, that'd be awesome. I know a guy who was like a boat captain up there for a while, too. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Oh, questions. Yes. yes questions. I'm ready. <laughs> Here we go. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. Up Moonlight Path Ask. Does John always speak in rhymes when talking about McDonald's? Yes, I do. He does. Yes, I do. <laughs> and that was cool. I, I noticed that too when I listened back to it. Yeah. I can't help it. I just <laughs> some people like me and Eminem, both yeah. white rappers, you know, and and we just have that talent. John is a truly poetic soul. That's and right. And he just can't help. I can't help it. <laughs> that inner artist in me comes out. Stan asks. In a fight to the death, who would win, James Spann or J.P. Dice? Anything goes. Oh, anything goes. That means James gets to use the suspenders. You know? <laughs> yes. I would probably put the edge to James just because he's taller and he's got more reach. Mm-hmm. You know, but, I mean, J.P. He's seems, got some weight on him. Yeah, he, he yeah. seems like he's kind of scrappy, too. Mm-hmm. If he could, If he could, like, you know... Get on top of him. Yeah. I think the fight might be over. The wild card in all this is Mickey Ferguson. <laughs> you know, like if he comes running in with a steel chair, it's all over with. Yeah. yeah. And don't even get me started on Kip Tyner. Oh, no. <laughs> if he came out of retirement. <laughs> Kip. <laughs> Nobody's going to get this except people who live in Tuscaloosa. But people forget that Kip Tyner was arrested. With another man, Kip Tyner's on the city council in Tuscaloosa, by the way. <laughs> yes. Local fixture for years. He was a weatherman. Uh, he got arrested in our city in a hotel room, or no, in an apartment with a dude with some crack. And, yeah. and we just all act like it never happened. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> yes. like, dude, man, you were smoking crack with another dude. You got arrested. <laughs> No, I mean, which is fine. You know, if he wants to smoke crack, I don't care. His probably don't want him making governmental decisions, but that's fine. His campaign slogan was, don't do school, keep in drugs, kids. <laughs> he headed the, the Tuscaloosa Python finding committee, he too, did, by the yeah. way. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, Stan asked, what is the weirdest food combination that you have ever tried? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't get, like, super crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. I had freeze-dried pineapples and trail mix for breakfast this morning. That was kind of strange. I've had chocolate-covered crickets. I don't know if that counts as a combo because they were cooked together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've had I've eaten chocolate-covered ants before. Okay. Yeah, on a trip. But, yeah, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. that's what popped in my mind, but, yeah. I was going to say mustard and pretzels. That's Everybody does that, yeah, right? Yeah, I like that's mustard and pretzels. Yeah. Especially on those big soft ones you get, like, at a ballpark. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing. I can also just take pretzels, like, out of the bag, yeah, the little too. ones, and just dip I it do in that mustard. Too. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. yeah, I'm a big mustard fan, by the way. <laughs> you are a mustard. big mustard fan. Yeah. yeah, I like mustard. Stan, I ask if you are going to die and you are given one last meal, what would you eat? Mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay, number one would be one dish would be my mom's sweet potato casserole, mm-hmm. which is actually my great grandmother's. My mom makes it. Love sweet potato casserole. People don't know my all time favorite food is sweet potato casserole. But only the one that my mom makes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else tries to make sweet potato casserole pales in comparison. Not Deidre's sweet potato casserole. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. People can take my great grandmother's recipe and try to make it, and it never turns out right. Huh. It's just like in the blood. So, right. Um, I love it. Probably like a rare ribeye, mm-hmm. you know, 
big, nice steak. Um, and then I don't know. That'd probably just be enough and a nice cold beer. This is it, though, man. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, like, there ain't nothing after it. So You're not, not going to throw yeah. uh, General Zoe's chicken in there with it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Meat lovers, stuffed crust, pizza. <laughs> like, just have like a four day feast. <laughs> a whopper. <laughs> we can't execute this dude because he is still eating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's currently sitting on the toilet yeah. eating. Yes. Uh, and then I'm going to chase all that with a laxative so somebody else has to deal with the aftermath. <laughs> yeah. I think I would just make it simple and go ahead and get it over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like a nice steak and, and then my mom's sweet potato. Well, what about the dessert? I just don't know that my mom would want to bring a sweet potato casserole to the, my execution, you know? Well, that'd, that'd be tough asking her to bake for <laughs> yes. me. Hey, mom, they're about to put me to death. Can you make me sweet potato casserole? <laughs> well, it's like the day before, though. I mean, it's sure. not like right before. Yeah, but still, I just don't. I don't know that I can make my mom do that. <laughs> I would uh, ask Tara if she could fix something. She'd be like, but that means I got to go to the grocery store. <laughs> I don't have milk here. <laughs> What about if I was like, Mom, make me a, a birthday cake with a fowl in it? You know? <laughs> I think your mom would do that. That she might, yes. yes. Right. <laughs> Moving on, that guy, 6017, asked, do you think anyone has ever said, I can't feel my arms in sign language? <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes, because sign language is hands, right? right. You know, that's just hands. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, almost knocked the microphone over. Yeah, it's just hands. That's pretty hilarious. That yeah, is very funny. <laughs> Maverick asked, what conspiracy theory would you like to start? The sun is cold. <laughs> okay. right. I've talked about this on the podcast before. <laughs> the sun is definitely cold. Mm-hmm. There is... Uh, so much proof to this. If you go to the top of the Mount Everest, it's cold. And you're closer to the sun there than anywhere else than on Earth. Yeah. If you're in outer space, it's cold, too. So the sun is definitely cold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Raytheon asks, how do you make an American wineries plantation grape again? <laughs> I guess you plant better grapes. I don't, <laughs> yes. That would probably be my guess. Nitrogen is essential sure, to right. above-ground leafy growth. Okay. okay. There you go. So you're yes. going to need some nitrogen. Yeah, definitely have to fertilize well, for sure. <laughs> yes. Probably want to send off a soil sample to your county extension mm-hmm. agency, see what you need. You might need to put some lime down, you know. And you know what? It probably wouldn't hurt if Gavin Newsom would just let all the people who work at the winery come back to work. <laughs> that yeah. would probably help out the Napa Valley That's a lot. That's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> well, they've shut California down. That's they rough. have, yeah. yeah. Couldn't even have the Rose Bowl there this year. What nope. a shame. Had to have it in Dallas. Had to go to my, oh, uh, yeah. We, we want it anyways. We would have <laughs> wanted it in California too, but whatever. Notre Dame stood no chance. All right. Maverick asks, why in the world is it taking so long to get furniture nowadays? I ordered a table back in November. John is seething already. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I'm ready because I've got. I've had this question at least once a week. Okay. Yes, go ahead. I ordered a table back in November, and they said that it would be in mid-January mm-hmm. for pickup and everything. Got pushed back. <laughs> now they are pushing it back uh-huh. all the way back to April. Okay. This whole thing is ridiculous. Okay. I'm actually kind of frustrated with that one. Not from Amazon, just so you're aware. Right. Okay. Well, first thing you should know is that a furniture retailer in almost 99% of 
cases, they do not manufacture your furniture. Mm -hmm. We are at the mercy of the manufacturer. Okay? Which is probably a 12-year-old in Indonesia. <laughs> well, well, I mean, there's a lot of furniture built in, in the United States. Actually, furniture, the largest furniture dealer in the whole world. I was referring to the Amazon furniture. Okay. Well, either way, here's what happened. When... Everything got shut down. Remember, we had uh, two weeks to slow the curve, right? Right. <laughs> we, we, we still... Are, that was March. <laughs> yeah. Remember, when all that happened, everything got shut down. Well, that created a backlog, all right? Because people are still ordering furniture. People are still ordering Probably furniture. Probably more so. Yes. Also, ports were shut down. A lot of furniture it may be manufactured overseas or have components manufactured overseas. So they couldn't get the things they needed to finish building your table. And it's just sitting on a ship somewhere. It's sit, uh, there are ships harbored off the coast of California that cannot get on to the get to mm -hmm. the ports to unload that have millions and millions of dollars worth of furniture. Because of Gavin Newsom. Well because of Coronavirus, right? And people <laughs> celebrating national championships. All right. Yeah. So, really, it's a supply chain issue when you get down to it. And the, whoever you bought that table from wants you to have that table. I promise. They want you to have it and they want you to enjoy it, but they cannot force the manufacturer to hurry up and get all the parts mm -hmm. to make your table and ship it to them. Right. And it's a whole, you can blame it on coronavirus. That's mm -hmm. what's happened. I know whoever you bought it from feels bad because they don't want to promise you something and then have the manufacturer say, oh, sorry, it's going to be another three weeks before we can get it on a truck and then possibly get it to you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's it's just a really crappy situation. Uh, hopefully, over the course of this year, it'll even out and things will start rolling again like normal. I know like Ashley Furniture, they're retooling a lot, uh, figuring out faster ways to get stuff out. You know, some of your smaller furniture manufacturers don't have the resources to do that, but hopefully it'll get evened out soon. So I hate that you're going through that, but I know exactly how you feel because I have people call my office at least <laughs> once a week with the same thing. So yeah. And it's horrible. And there's nothing that I can really do to make it any better, but I wish I could. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the meantime, I would recommend Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Tiny. You note. can't be picky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. there's definitely stuff there. There is. But, you know, I know you want to get what you paid for. Mm -hmm. But think about it this way. It's going to come in, and then you'll have a table, and you'll be able to enjoy it for years to come, as long as you bought a quality piece of furniture, which <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah. So long as it wasn't sawdust that you put together yourself. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not an Ikea thing that is like pegs holding it together. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, John. This has been a good show. I think so. It's been a great show. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and mark it down as a great. <laughs> Put it in the great column. And I would like to thank our patrons so much. Sure. Especially those who donate at the 10 or above tier. I want to thank them by name. All right. And they are Mr. J.D. Westfall, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Thomas Williams, The Dapper Man, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Chris Tipton, Ms. Jacqueline B., and Mike Wilcox, all right. a.k.a. Mick Will. Mick Will. Thank you all so much for donating to the show. Sure. means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And I know, like I say, we're 
We're a little strange time here at our Thoughty Podcast with Tiny moving into the neighborhood, <laughs> moving on up to the east side. Okay. So things might be delayed a little bit, but don't worry. We're going to get you. We'll make it right, I promise. And then it's going to be like more, way more convenient. Yeah, I think so. Because as it is now, when me and John record, we either have to, A, do it over the internet, yeah. which typically those shows are... In my it. opinion, not as good. I hate it. I'm not even going to mince words. I hate doing it. It's when we have to record over the internet. I dread it all day long. I hate doing it. I hate it's it. because there's. I don't know. It's we're better at in person. It's hard to explain. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of communication that is done. Yeah. Non-verbally. Non-verbally. Right. And there is a richer conversation. Sure. When you're in person, that's Absolutely. just my opinion. No, I agree too. Yeah. And the listeners know. You know, <laughs> they, they can know. tell. They can They're tell. not idiots. They're yeah. smart. They're right. They know. <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully, it'll be a lot more uh, convenient. I can just run over to Tiny's house. Or he he's can come literally over to across mine. the street. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's like four houses down from me now. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, and because the houses look, are so close together. Sure. We can pretty much just <laughs> holler out the window <laughs> at each say, other. I could walk out the, my front door and, like, <laughs> toss John a football. Yes. It's that close. Um. Now, look, you know, like I told you, me and Dieter, we, we like to get up in the house and stay by ourselves. We ain't wanting to go walk around the neighborhood and Oh, all that's that. coming to an end. No, no. <laughs> look, You well, are going to rue the day that I moved in, and you're going to look forward to the bank foreclosing on that house every day until it happens. I'm going to give you a hot water with the HOA as much as possible. His grass looks a little too high. He I'm, hadn't painted his mailbox, folks. You better watch it. I might take over the the HOA. <laughs> the HOA president, this has nothing to do with anything in the podcast. The HOA president is the band director at Fett County High School. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. I'm coming for you. I was in the band at Fett County High School. All right. Uh, people forget I was yeah. in the band. I'm no shame in that. Uh, music is uh, the language of God, by the way. It communicates with any person of any race, any ethnicity. Mm-hmm. We can all sit down and read a sheet of music. So the first language God, I think, developed for the earth was music, which is just math with tones assigned. So you really look at math as God's language, too, going way down a rabbit hole to say that I think I could get in good with the HOA president really good. I can make a donation to the Fett County Band Foundation tomorrow. Well, now that I can't do. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you got me beat Somebody's there. sinking everything they got into a down payment. I got a little bit extra in the bag. I was thinking, I just got to get everybody to like me more. And you already said that people don't like the, the HOA. No, people, I hate the HOA. And they don't really do anything. I mean, I think that's what they hate about it the right. most is, is like, they don't do anything. Well, I mean, having an HOA that doesn't do anything to me is amazing. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'd never get in trouble or anything like I that. I mean, my wife is already wanting to report me for having a dent inside of my truck. <laughs> your wife's we don't even call live you there in. yet. <laughs> yeah, your wife's going to call you in. <laughs> she is. But look, tell her to ride around the neighborhood and look at the vehicles in our neighborhood. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we're all in the same situation. <laughs> you know, so it's fine. Right. I mean, there's a lot of junky vehicles. We're cool. Nobody cares. <laughs> Tiny, welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> Thank you. Look, you said you're moving in on Saturday? This coming Saturday. I'm going to be busy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday is date day for John and Dieter, which means we clean up the house <laughs> and do laundry. Okay? Yeah. Uh, which is a got- euphemism for... Cleaning up the house and doing laundry. 
So look, if you got something heavy you need some help with, <laughs> a Brother Allen looks like he's got a nice, he's strong. He'll be able to help you get it in. Get Brad. Brad, you can, you can strap a piano to the back of Brad. He'll tote it in. <laughs> what if I need a load of laundry done? I'll, I'll do your laundry. <laughs> I don't look. I was telling the kids this on the hiking trip because they were all like, well, I don't, you know, I hate doing laundry. I was like, look, laundry is the easiest of all chores. I was like, everybody acts like it's a big mm-hmm. deal. I was like, but you put it in one machine, press a button, and then sit back for 45 minutes, take it out of that machine, put it in the other thing, hit a button, and then sit back for 45 <laughs> minutes. And then you have about 10 minutes of actual work of folding the laundry. And then you have to immediately, as you fold it, put it up. I was like, if not, you'll have a mountain of fold-up clothes, and you're like, oh, I don't ever want to put this up. But if you put it up as you go, mm-hmm. it's so easy. And I was like, and it'll get you out of so many other chores if you do that. Because <laughs> people will be like, hey, can you come clean the bathroom? Oh, no, hey, these clothes are about to go off. I got to get them out, you know, and get them folded. <laughs> so I'm like, y'all got to learn to embrace laundry. It'll get you out of so much. That's just my tip of the day. For any man listening, for sure, your wife hates doing laundry. She don't want to mess with your dirty underwear anyways. <laughs> so just do it. It's not hard at all. It mm-hmm. really is. So, I mean, it's a lot better than cleaning toilets or whatever else. So Nice. Now, I'll clean a toilet, too, on you, though. <laughs> I mean, I ain't afraid to do that. You'll clean my toilets? Not yours. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> I clean mine. I cleaned other people, like the toilets at the restaurant, for mm-hmm. forever. So I, I've got a lot, enough of cleaning other people's filth. Tara's got one of those little wands that you push the button and, yeah. and the scrub comes off. The oh, end yeah, of we it. got one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Clorox. That's what it's made <laughs> yes. with. Yeah. Reminds me, I got to get some bleach on the way home. <laughs> I got to clean my water filter out. Nice. All right. Okay. Uh, I guess what we got coming up in the patron section? Um, I got a story about Argentinian police. Okay. And swingers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I have a story about uh, chastity cages. So okay, <laughs> that's what they keep lines in, right? It's a Tiger King story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like to get this extended section, <laughs> if you don't get enough of us, you can get more. <laughs> Listen, I know you all out there think we're such great people. Yeah. That's because you're not giving us five dollars a month. That's right. And listening to what we say. <laughs> When no, the free show is over with. I mean, you already know I'm horrible, but <laughs> yeah. then you get a picture into how horrible Tiny is. Yes. Yeah. So, look, you want to judge us? That's cool. Yeah. For five bucks a month. Gotta ask us five dollars. You can judge us all you want. And you can tell us about how much better you are yeah. than us to your pastor all day long. Look, Tiny's doubling his mortgage payment, y'all. He needs some money. <laughs> all right. He's got an old beat up truck. It's gonna be out there. Embarrassment <laughs> of the neighborhood. Okay. Yes. So y'all gotta ante up here. <laughs> also, if you live in Belmead and would like your yard cut this summer, <laughs> I am just the man for the job. HOA used to take care of cutting everybody's front yard. They cut that out, though. Oh, really? Yeah. That was long before I got there, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wish they would do that, though. You don't did have to the, mow uh, back. Did the fees, did, did they come down when they quit doing that? I think so. Okay. I don't know. There was a whole big old discussion about <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to join the Facebook page. What do we pay the HOA for? Um, maintaining the common areas. Which is like there's common areas, the circle right there in front of your house, <laughs> okay. the entrance way. You know, the entrance way really classes up the neighborhood a lot. You know? <laughs> it does. Um, I noticed there was a dog poop uh, dispenser. Yes, dog poop right. bag dispenser. Nobody ever uses it. Just go ahead and settle yourself to the fact that if Elijah's playing in that circle, he's gonna get dog crap on his shoes. <laughs> okay. okay, 
That's just the way it goes. We got special circle shoes you got to put on to go play in the circle. Okay. That's just the way it goes. Um, all the common area, you know, like the medians and all that going down through there. Uh, the security cameras. Okay. Yeah. Security cameras. Yeah. Which apparently aren't state of the art. There's been a lot of discussion on the Facebook page about how we have crappy security cameras. I don't know. Maybe what Bellmead needs is a security guard That's you. named Christopher Sullivan. Night watchman. <laughs> right around in your Dude. truck. Dude. Okay. Uh, I'm moving in this weekend, so I'm going to be pretty busy. Next weekend, we're forming Knights of the Night. <laughs> we're we're like, night We'll be like the, uh, the Guardian Angels of Bell Mead. Pretty good. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so they do the common area, the security cameras, uh, insurance, and for something. I don't know for what something. we got to I mean, I guess if somebody breaks our ankle, I don't know. Okay. Um, and that's and that's about it, really. I mean, I could give you a list because I've had an email to me before, mm-hmm. but it's it's nothing big. It's all spelled out in the eighty million papers you have to <laughs> sign when you buy a house. What section is the ice cream truck ball under? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm still am puzzled by that because no one announced it to us. Yeah, uh, you talk about some people that like free ice cream. The Long family loves free ice cream. All I'm saying is, my wife was there looking at a house. Mm-hmm. A for sale sign hadn't gone up yet. I saw that Carol was listing that house. Yeah, so maybe she pulled the old ice cream truck over. <laughs> you know, maybe that's She's possible. Slip like a 30 spot to the <laughs> ice cream truck owner. It's like, come on over to Bellmead. I'm going to have this girl there tell her the HOA sent you. <laughs> she knew that I was going to be a tough sell, but she only had to get to Tara. <laughs> I just had to and get And I her. would fall like a stack of dominoes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> I'm so, so glad you're going to be in the neighborhood, Tiny. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. Except for when you want me to do something. <laughs> All right. Well, what about dad ball? I thought about starting a dad ball league. No, I'm, not, I'm out on that. Here's what I like to do. I like to work and I like to come home. Yeah. And then I like to go back to work again the next day. And then I like to come home. And I'm not out tinkering in the garage. I'm not out messing with my yard. I like to go inside and hang out with my family. Put together a puzzle, something like that. Okay. Yeah. All That's right. about all I do. I get up in the mornings. Well, since it's got cold, I hadn't. But if you want to, I get up in the mornings at 5, and I go running and walking. And by running, I mean about 150 yards out of two miles that I walk. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So that's coming back, though. <laughs> that, that's coming back in about another month and a half. If you would like to hear more conversation like this. <laughs> exactly like this. Move into our neighborhood. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and give us $5 a month. That is patreon.com slash earth oddity. Yeah. If, extend your oddity. Extend it. Extend <laughs> it as long as you can. Uh, well, I guess I'd about do it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we really appreciate it. No joke. I know we got to ramble a little bit, but we're excited. Tiny's buying a house that he can't afford <laughs> exactly. in my neighborhood <laughs> on a single income family. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so which Tiny in the union. So I'm sure he's got plenty of money. You know how unions work. Folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unions. They they really are sticking it to the man. <laughs> they are. You know, yeah. so, Tiny, so successful. Look, too. If Tiny can't pay his mortgage one month, he'll just go on strike, get more money out of them. <laughs> That's how it works. Everybody knows. So, but yes, thank everybody for listening. You guys are so kind. Everybody who reaches out to us, whatever way, leaving phone messages or emailing or reviews or 
um, just hit me up in person. You know, several people are like, hey, man, I love your podcast. I'm like, man, I'm so embarrassed you listen to this show. <laughs> you know, like I'm an idiot, and now you know for sure I'm an idiot. So, yeah, uh, we appreciate idiot. it. Oh, yeah, I'm the people's idiot. <laughs> Slightly conceited people's idiot. That's a great way to describe me. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, Pandora. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we're on Pandora. (laughs) We're on them all. People forget. We're on Pandora. (laughs) If you would like to write into the show like Abby did. Sure. That is earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We have a banging Instagram account. One of the most popular Instagram accounts on Instagram. Underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. Follow us. We have a Discord server. You can chat us up. Link in the yeah. show notes. Yeah, oh yeah. A lot of chatter in that. And we have a phone number. What's that phone number? First of all, let me say, I, I know there was a couple people who called me out by name in the Discord server over the weekend while I was gone. <laughs> I will never find those messages and answer you, <laughs> just so you know. Okay, my phone number is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everyone has an excellent week, especially Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.